0: Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Alex Alejandro reminding you that one encounter with Jesus Christ changes everything. God bless you and thanks for listening. Luke chapter 2, verse 49, as we begin this message today, it says, And he said unto them, This is Jesus when he was a young man, adolescent, speaking to his mom and dad. He said, and Jesus, uh, he said to them, how is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? If you recall what this is talking about, Jesus stayed behind at the temple preaching as a young man, as a young boy, He he was dedicated to reading the scriptures. He was dedicated to learning what the Bible said. And so, Mary and Joseph and a lot of their kids, their family, they were in the city of Jerusalem and they were leaving. And it was a big caravan of people. And a lot of people wondered, like, how could they lose sight of Jesus, their kid, as they were leaving? Well, it's because they were leaving with a lot of people. How many have ever lost your kid? (laughs) Okay. How many of you ever lost track of where they are? All right, parents, it's okay. It happens. Okay, even Jesus got lost from mom and dad, you know. So you know, give yourself a break. But he was, he was at the temple teaching and listening and talking to the elders in that at that temple as well. And and, and it says that they were amazed at his understanding. You know, of course, this is Jesus at a young age, but but he he dedicated himself to learning the scriptures even at a young age. He, he knew what he needed to do. See, he was doing his father's business. Amen? He was doing his father's business. This morning, the message is all about being about the father's business. We as believers need to be about our father's business. That's what we're called to do. That's the family business. Amen? If you think about that, when we say, oh, they they are a carpenter, or they are a doctor, or they're in the military, they're a police officer, they're a teacher, they're uh, a professor, they're a farmer, rancher, cattleman, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people say, well, they, they are who they are because that's their family business. They have, they have inherited that from their past generations, from mom and dad, they have chosen to take on that legacy they have chosen to continue in the family business jesus here gives us an example as a young boy how important it is to continue in the family's business we are grafted into the family of god amen and the people of god which is jerusalem israel a lot of stuff's going on right now over there if you're not if you've been paying attention to the news There's a lot of stuff happening right now in Israel and the Bible has already prophesied this by the way. We are literally seeing prophecy come to pass as we speak. What does that tell us as Christians? We better be about our father's business. We better be about our father's business because when Jesus comes for the church, he better catch us being about our father's business. Amen? How many remember having that job when you were young, maybe 16, or you know, before you were graduated high school? Maybe you had a job. Maybe you worked at a diner, or maybe you worked at a, a gas station, or a restaurant, or, or or maybe you did work at a farm or something. But do you remember there were times where there were just kind of idle times, and you just kind of wandered around a little bit? You're like, well, there's nobody here to really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of kick back and relax a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's not busy right now. I don't have to be on right now i can just kind of turn it off and relax you know there's somebody always watching amen there's customers there's people there's people all around us all the time watching to see what christians are going to do how we're going to react we better be about our father's business that's how god because god sees us at all times anyway we can't be idle in our christianity we can't just kick back and relax and say, well, I know Jesus is coming back. I know I'm saved. I'm just going to kick back and relax. You know, we, we weren't called to do that. We're called to move in the Spirit of God, and we, we're called to tell people about the fact that He's coming back. we got to be about our Father's business. Jesus, at a young age, was dedicated to the Scriptures and learning. We... Where we're where we're at right now, we need to be dedicated in learning what the Scripture says, what the Bible says, and learning about it, so that we can be about our Father's business. So that when we are in the middle of people, in the middle of crowds, wherever we're at, we're always meditating on what the Bible says, and we're looking, and we're watching, and we're being prayerful about it. If you recall, Jesus in, in the garden, right before he's being crucified, he took him him and his Disciples to the garden. Then he took just three of them with him even closer into the garden. He said, He said, Watch and pray. He told them, watch and pray, lest you be tempted. He said, You got to watch and pray. See, he was getting them ready for what's about to happen to him. And he wanted to make sure they understood to watch and pray. We need to be praying. We need to be watching the times. We need to be watching what's happening around us, not to be so caught up in it that we forget what we're supposed to do. No, no. Just be mindful and be praying about it. Be praying for Israel. Bible says, pray for Israel. He says, pray for my people Israel. And you'll be blessed through that. Pray for Israel. Pray for what's happening because, again, prophecy is happening before our eyes. And, and there is going to be a time when we get taken out of here. The church gets taken out before the bad times happen. Just so you know that. We leave before all this happens because the Bible very plainly speaks that we are taken away before the wrath. And it also very plainly speaks that we come back with Him when He touches down back on earth. That is very plain and simple in the Bible. There is no need to have a doctrine or to understand what it says. You can read it and it says that. Amen. So we got to believe what it says. And so what does that tell us right now? What is that? What is that to us right now? We need to be about our father's business. We got to be praying. We got to be watching for what's about to be ha- to, to continue happening. Because we're we're in the end times. The end times happened when Jesus came from the moment Jesus first was born. The end times is happening. Because that was, that was God's plan, to save us, and to get us ready for the rapture. For Him to come back and take us back home. Amen? Now, we don't know when that's going to be. The Bible doesn't say specifically when that's going to be, but it does tell us to be watching. And the things the Bible says are going to happen before He comes back, they're happening. They've been happening now for many, many, many years. And so, we better be ready, be about our Father's business. So that when He finds us, He finds us doing His will. And He doesn't find us idle. Amen? Because we can be deceived if we're idle. If we're just kind of sitting back waiting, we, we can be deceived. The Bible says that even the very elect Christians of the world are going to be deceived. That's That boggles my mind, but that's true. That's the Bible. That's what it says. It says even the very elect will be deceived. So that prompts us in our heart to be more in that Bible, to be praying to be seeking and to be looking for people to share that with. Amen We've got to share it with them because it is it is coming to an end. Glory to God. So that was Luke 249. Uh, go to Matthew now. Matthew 25 verses 31 37. And this is this is Jesus talking teaching, and if you look at your Bible, right above this is where it talks about the talents. And he's talking about the three servants and how he gave one a talent, the other two talents, then the other five talents. And, and, and if you recall, it talks about how one of them just was afraid and he, he hid it in the ground. He didn't do anything with it. The other two, they multiplied it. They did the work of the Father. And so now... Jesus is kind of talking about what this means, what he's talking about, the kingdom of God, what it's going to be like when he comes back and and what it's going to be like for those people that weren't doing the business of the Father. Amen? Because if we love God, if we love Jesus, if we have the Holy Spirit residing in us, we got to be about the Father's business. we got to be doing the family business because that's the legacy that we have to carry forth in Jesus' name and tell everybody about it. Verse 31, Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 says, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, amen, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. Verse 32, And before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And He shall set the sheep on His right hand. That's the church. People saved in Jesus' name. and But the goats on the left, that will be the people that did not receive Jesus. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, the, the church, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Don't you know that that has been prepared from the beginning? Verse 35, for I was hungered. Now here here is where we need to focus on. For I was hungered and ye gave me meat. He's talking to the church. He's saying you did the work of the Father. You were about your Father's business while you were on earth. You you fed the hungry. He says, when I was hungered, you fed me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and ye took me in verse 36 uh, naked and ye clothed me I was sick and ye visited me I was in prison and ye came unto me and now here's here's what he's saying and then the righteous the church will ask and answer him saying Lord when when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee and thirsty and gave thee drink so he's saying this is what's going to be happening here at this moment in time the church is going to be like when did we see you because we didn't do these unto these things to you. We did these to people that were on earth and we, we we fed the hungry. We told them about you. We we fed them and we gave them drink and they're saying, when did we do it to you? But Jesus is going to answer them and say, you did it to me when you did it to the least of them. The people that were out there in the world, when you ministered to them, you ministered to me, you were about your father's business. I found you doing the will of my Father. And now you get to inherit what my Father has prepared for you. So we got to be about our Father's business. Because it's already stated in the Bible that this, this scenario is going to happen. See, we're going to be up there. And He's going to be saying these words to us. You, you see all the all the family stand there looking at their graduates. And the graduates, they're called by name. One by one, they're called by name. And they get to walk on the stage and they get to receive a certificate that exemplifies their hard work. That signifies this is what was prepared for you because you did the work. Amen? And they get to walk on the stage and be recognized. But think about what it's going to be like. We're going to have a graduation one day. Christians get to graduate one day. You get to graduate from this present life into an eternal life and God's going to call your name and he's going to give you something that says this is, this is what you receive because of the hard work, because you did your father's business. And, and you think about graduations, we cheer, we clap, we're so happy. And think about that, that's going to be the angels in heaven. That's going to be the host of all the angels in heaven cheering for you because you're up there receiving your reward because of what you did here on earth. Because you were about your father's business. And when he showed up in the clouds, you went up with him because you were about your father's business. You were doing the will of God. We have to be caught doing the will of God. We're gonna get caught up in the air. That's the rapture. And we need to be doing our father's business. So if we're dedicated to the learning of the scripture, reading the Bible, praying about it, fasting about it seeking god about it if you're doing that daily you're doing the father's business because you're preparing your heart to go out that day and then you're ready to give that to somebody who maybe is seeking it and you're ready to do it glory to god wouldn't it be amazing i mean this is the ideal scenario this is what we as christians really need to work toward wouldn't it be amazing that you get caught up in the rapture in the middle of saving somebody. That you're leading them in the sinner's prayer, and then Jesus says, Okay, it's time to come. And, and you are caught doing the Father's business. And at that moment, you and that person are in heaven because you took the time to tell them about Jesus. Wow, that's something to think about. Glory to God. So, number one, we must find He must find us doing His will for his kingdom being about the Father's business. Number two this morning, we gotta have an evangelistic attitude. We gotta realize, we gotta tell people about Jesus. We gotta let them know there's a savior who's coming back. And we gotta let them know that Jesus died for their sins. They don't have to live in condemnation. They don't have to live in turmoil. They don't have to live in fear anymore because Jesus has paid the price He's already made the way to heaven for them. So we got to have an evangelistic attitude. Go to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. These are are verses 13 through 18 of 1 Peter chapter 3. It says, And who is he that will harm you, if ye be followers uh, of that which is good? But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake... Happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. So this is talking to Christians. There's a lot of things happening in the world that if we look at it, they're scary. And they're troubling. But here it's saying, don't worry about that. Because who are you? You are the child of God. You don't have to fear these things. This just These things are just signifying that, that we're getting closer to your reward in heaven. These things are signifying that the... The kingdom of heaven is about to be here and you're about to be part of it for eternity. So don't fear these things. What these things tell us is that we got to be watchful, praying, and be ready and be telling people about Jesus and what he's about to do. That's what it tells us to do. So it says, but if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. So we are happy to suffer for Jesus. Why? Because he was happy to suffer for us. He died on that cross for us. He gave it all for us. So we, as believers, have to have faith that even if we have to give our life for God, we can do that because guess what? We give our life to God, it's in His hands. Eternity is ours because of Jesus Christ. So whatever they do to this body, it doesn't matter because this body is not what's taking me to heaven. Jesus is taking me to heaven. This body doesn't go with me to heaven. I get a new body. I get a heavenly body. A body that is new, that will never hurt, that will never receive pain, that will never grow old. So whatever the world can do to this body doesn't matter. Whatever sickness can do to this body doesn't matter because we're going to have a new body. And that's why it says, "But it, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid for their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. That's what it's talking about, being ready. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Glory to God. Let's be ready to give an answer to those that ask. Why are you happy? Why are you happy and this world is going crazy? Why are you happy? Well, let me tell you. Because I have a hope and a future. Because God has sent His Son Jesus to die for my sins and He's coming back for me one day. Either if I perish on earth or if I go with Him in the rapture, He's coming back. And He has a kingdom prepared for me. That's why I'm happy. Because this world is going to pass away it's not going to last forever. And God has taken me to a new one with a new body. That's why I'm happy. That's why I look at things around me and I don't get troubled and I don't get afraid because it's a sign that he's coming back soon. Are you ready? So that's what we got to give the account to those that ask. Having a good conscience that whereas we speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed So they may say bad things about you, but guess what? The shame is on them because we don't get, we don't have to respond to it because they're not the judge. We just have to be the carers, the the bringers of the news of God and of Jesus Christ. They may just throw it back in our face, but that's okay. That's not our problem. Amen? It's not our problem. Ours is just to do the will of God. Be about our Father's business. It's up to them to receive it. It's up to them to say, yes, I believe. So it says, whereas they speak evil of you as as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse you your good conversation in Christ. We have to have a good conversation in Christ. We need to be talking godly. Conversations about God, about Christ. That's the important thing to say before we say anything else. Give God glory your life. When people ask, how are you doing? You say, glory to God, I'm doing great. I have a Savior who has saved me. Before you say anything else, give God the glory. Good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Amen? The rapture. Bring us to God. Being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. So Jesus died in the flesh to show us that it's okay to die in the flesh. It's okay. Because that means we're now transformed into an eternal body. So death doesn't even scare us because Jesus has conquered sin and death. He has conquered death. We don't have to fear that. We just have to fear not doing the will of God. Amen? Reverent fear. Respectful fear. God, let me be doing your will before you come. Catch me doing your will. I want to be a faithful servant so that when I get to heaven, you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come into your world. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So number two, have an evangelistic attitude. Let's be telling people about Jesus. Because it it doesn't do any good after he's already come. Amen? Somebody said, uh, I I heard somebody talking about this. They said, there will not be any evangelistic revivals in heaven. Amen? Because they're all about telling the story of God and Jesus to be saved before all this. So in heaven, there's no need for that because it's too late. If you're in heaven, all those that are there, that's the ones who receive the message. So there won't be any more in, in things in heaven, so you better do it now. Now is the time to be evangelistic, to be telling people about Jesus, to let them know this earth is not going to last forever. Jesus is coming back. You've got to be ready. You're either going to meet him when you end this life here on earth, or you're going to meet him when he comes back to earth. But you want to be gone before you see him come back to earth because that's too late. That's too late. That's when everybody's going to realize, oh dear God, they were right. It's too late. You got to tell them now that Jesus loves them and he died for their sins. Glory to God. So, Colossians uh, chapter 1, verses 21 through 22. Number three this morning, last point is that you got to tell them your story about salvation. Tell them your story about salvation. That's your greatest witness. That's your greatest thing you can share with somebody. It's how Jesus died for your sins. How He changed your life. You're not the same that you were anymore. Colossians 1, 21 through 22 says, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. You were once a sinner. Amen? We were all sinners but jesus christ died for our sins and he changed me and i'm no longer a sinner i'm no longer doing those things anymore i'm changed i'm a new creation in christ this is my story we sang that song this morning this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long all day long i'm praising god all day long i'm meditating on the scripture all day long i'm i'm looking for an opportunity to tell somebody about christ all day long, I'm doing my father's work, my father's business. I am about my father's business. It says, yet no, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Glory to God. He died for our sins to present you to God with no sin clean unblameable there's no blame whatever sins you've committed in your past when you get to go to heaven and Jesus presents you to God God doesn't see any sin all he sees is a new creation all he sees is that perfect soul looking back at him that's all he sees because of what Jesus Christ did for us on earth and we get to be the witnesses of that to other people here. Glory to God. Amen. So number 1, we must be we must be found he must find us. We need to be found doing the will of God. We got to be working toward that all the time. So that when he comes back, he finds us doing his will. Number 2, We gotta tell people about Jesus and what he did. We gotta have an evangelistic attitude in our life. We gotta lead our life, led by the Spirit of God, letting us, telling us who we need to share the gospel with. We all have people in our life that we can share the gospel with, amen? Let's share the gospel with them while we're still here. And then the last thing, tell them your story. Tell them how Jesus died for your sins. Tell them that you came from a place that you don't ever want to remember ever again. You came from sin, and Jesus has brought you into the marvelous light of salvation. That one day, He's going to present you to God, blameless, because of what Jesus Christ did for you. And that's your story. All day long, meditate on that. Praise God for it. And if people come your way, tell them about what Jesus did. Tell them about what Jesus did. Amen. Father God, I just praise you this morning. Y'all, Pray with me this morning as we end. Father God, I praise you and I thank you this morning for who you are. Lord, you're such a good God. God, you're you're just an amazing amazing God that you would send Jesus your son to die for our sin. We're just so grateful this morning for that. Hey Lord, as we as we end this service tonight, this morning As we in this service right now, this day, we've we've been talking about what's about to happen. We've been talking about what is going to happen, what your Bible, what your scripture says is going to happen. You're going to come back. You're coming back. You're coming back for your church, and you're coming back to defeat evil forever. And Lord, let us have the mindset to do your will to be about our Father's business while we're still here. Let us have the attitude of sharing the gospel, sharing Jesus with people, the fact that you died for their sins. And Lord, let us be willing in our heart to share our testimony, to tell them about how God reshaped us, how God has made us new through His Son, Jesus Christ, how our life is no longer the same because of what you did in our lives, Lord. God, we're so thankful for that. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you for that this morning. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We praise you. Now let us go forth from this place in joy, and happiness, God, ready to, to share what God has done in our lives. We give you the glory for it in jesus name amen amen glory to god if you want to make a lifelong decision to follow jesus christ pray this with me dear god i am a sinner i am sorry and I repent of my sins. I accept your free gift of grace that was your son, Jesus, his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Come and live in my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You You have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ the next steps are crucial the next steps are very important if you've made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow him the rest of your life find a good Bible preaching church get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible Begin to study that Bible and then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made. And I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the full salvation knowledge that he has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.